Well, how's your Lent going so far? Good? I hope so. This is my first Lent with you. I told people on Ash Wednesday, but I'm going to tell you again. I've learned a few things about this parish in my short time since I've taken over in July. You guys like to party. That's what I've learned. Okay, so Oktoberfest, we throw a party, everybody comes. All Saints Day, we celebrate the solemnity, throw a party, everybody comes. Immaculate Conception, we throw a party, everybody comes. Mardi Gras, we throw a party, everybody comes. All right, good. So you like to party, wonderful. But now I want to find out this. I want to find out if we're a bunch of fighters. Are we fighters? Because that's what Lent is. Lent is a time to fight. Don't believe me? This was the opening prayer from Ash Wednesday. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. That's a strong prayer. That's what Lent is. It's a time to fight. It's a campaign where we take up battle against spiritual evils. You know, another thing I've learned about this parish in the short time I've been here is that so many of you are very informed because you care. You're very informed about the evils that exist in our world, in our nation, even in our church. But also this, that so many of you are very worried about all those evils, evils in the world, the evils in our nation, the evils in our church. Okay, now listen. If you want to do something about those evils, and you should, if you want to do something about the evil that's in our world, in our nation, in our church, even in our parish, start by confronting the evil in your own heart. Start there. Because that's where evil always begins. In the human heart. See, evil is a parasite. It's parasitic. It needs a host. The only reason there is profound evil in the world or our nation or our church or our parish is because people like you, people like me, all of us, we allow evil to take up residence in our hearts. We invite evil in, and that's the sad state of our sinful souls. We have to fight that, and that's what Lent is. In Lent, we engage the battle of the human heart, so we go with Jesus into the desert and we go with him to enter into battle. And if you don't think that Jesus is a fighter, you have not experienced who he really is. You do not understand the cross. If you don't know Jesus as a fighter, he fights for us, not just in the past. Right now, every single soul, every one of us, he is fighting for us. So as we enter into that battle, expect struggle, expect strife, expect temptation, 
especially the temptation to take the easy way out or the temptation to say, I'll get to it later. I'll get serious about my spiritual life later. I'll address that reality of sin in my life later. It's the worst temptation and it's the most effective. We don't always have later. What we have is now. St. Paul says in the reading on Ash Wednesday, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Back to temptation for a second. A few thoughts about that. First of all, temptation in the spiritual life is normal. It is normal because it's a battle. Our hearts are divided. Jesus entered in to that division in the human heart. He took on our human nature. It is normal to experience temptation. If you push against some of your sinful tendencies during this Lent, you will be tempted to give up. You will be tempted to compromise. You'll be tempted to push those things off for later. That temptation's normal. It's also necessary. Temptation is necessary. Heed the words of St. Augustine. Our pilgrimage on earth cannot be exempt from trial. We progress by means of trial. For no one knows himself except through trial. Here's St. Leo the Great. Virtue is nothing without the trial of temptation. For there is no conflict without an enemy, no victory without strife. But brothers and sisters, when, not if, you experience temptation, that's a means for progress. It's how we move forward. It's resistance training. We push against hard things. And in that resistance, as we push against it, we become stronger and more capable. In that sense, temptation is actually good for us. It's good for us. It is not sinful. Temptation in itself is not sinful. It's what we do in the face of temptation that could be sinful. So what we need to learn is how to fight in those moments of temptation. And we have weapons. We have weapons. Go back to that prayer from Ash Wednesday. Grant, Lord, that as we take a battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. Weapons of self-restraint, not weapons of self-reliance. You see, we're not fixing ourselves in Lent. That's not the project. This isn't self-improvement. And it's not self-reliance. We need a savior. So what we actually have to do is engage and fight according to his way of being. Because think for a moment, whatever particular spiritual evils plague your heart, pride, anger, fear, hopelessness, a desire to control everything, lust, whatever they may be, those evils, the root cause of those is always a preoccupation with self. 
At the root of all those sins, if you go back to every single one of them and get to the bottom, what causes those particular sins? It's always a preoccupation with self. And so the disciplines of Lent come. Our weapons, self-restraint, not self-reliance. Our weapons, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Each one is a way to exit yourself to get away from your selfish and small desires. In prayer, we open ourselves up to God and we acknowledge that we are not God. So I don't have to be in control of everything. I don't have to save myself. I don't have to save my family. I don't have to save my country. I don't have to save my church. I don't have to save this world. I can't. But God can. And he is the one who will accomplish that transformation and change. So I rely on him. I open myself to his will, to his grace, to his strength. That's why fasting is so good. Fasting turns us away from this very real preoccupation with self to satisfy all my desires immediately. It's almost the thing that our culture is based on at this point. Whatever you want, whenever you want it, right here, right now. And it must be good because if it wasn't good, you wouldn't want it. And so we turn away from that. We have a weapon of self-restraint to say no to that. And what happens when we say no to that is we open our hearts to the deeper desires that reside there. The desires for God, the desires to love, the desires to receive love, to enter into real relationship. And we cease being enslaved to our addictions, to our early and easy promptings. But we go deeper and we create a space and God fills that space. And then we find out that our will and his will, they aren't in constant conflict. They aren't in a perpetual battle, but actually the deepest desires of our will correspond to the desires that God has for us. And we become free and we cooperate with grace. Almsgiving, we exit outside of our desire to be always in charge and to be selfishly concerned with taking care of only the people I want to take care of, including and probably foremost myself. But we look out and we see where is the need And in so doing, we learn to give of ourselves. And in that giving of ourselves, we actually find out who we are because we cannot know ourselves except through a sincere gift of self. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving, all weapons that get us in touch with the greater realities. What they really are, they're not just weapons of self-restraint. Prayer fasting and almsgiving are weapons of self-offering, of self-gift. Each one in their own way is a path of entrustment. To trust the Lord, to trust the deepest desires of my heart, to trust in my need to take care of other people because I also need to be taken care of by other people. Each one leads us to greater reliance on God and to a greater awareness of our connection to each other their weapons. Take them up this Lent. Let's get in the fight. 
I want to know if we're a bunch of fighters. Because that's what the church is on this earth. We have to fight. Take up your God-given position in the great battle against the evils of our age. The evils that first start here in my heart and in yours and then radiate out into the world, poisoning it. Let's start there. Let's fight that fight. Use the weapons God gives us. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. As we do so, we entrust ourselves to Jesus who fights for us, who's right alongside us in that fight. As we do that, as we engage in the battle, as we take up our arms, as we fight, we'll learn who he really is. And then we'll learn who we really are. And that fight is not joyless. That fight is joyful because we receive his love. We say yes to it. And his love brings purpose and meaning to us. And we are filled with the joy that we cannot supply for ourselves. And that good fight of faith will change the world. As we enjoy the fight, enjoy it. As we enjoy the fight, our hearts will change. And then, not just our hearts, but our nation, our church, and our world. So fight well this Lent.